Hello and welcome to the Dragon Hermit Podcast. This is your humble host, the Dragon Hermit. You can call me Jason. Seeing as this is our first episode, I thought it would be good to get to know each other a little bit better. I'm going to be going through a bit of a backstory, a little bit of information on what I'm doing, what I'm using. And then I thought I'd jump into our first session, really get the long campaign going. Alright, so backstory. My father played in some of the original campaigns, some of the original uh, adventures while he was in the Navy, the American Navy. He was even the DM for the ship he was on. For context, I was born in 88. I knew of the stuff he still held on to. I knew he still had some of the books. Probably asked these ones while I was growing up if he'd teach me to play, if he'd DM a game for me, but nothing really came of it. And I was, of course, distracted by a multitude of other things and other stimuli from Marvel Comics and X-Men to a number of other stuff. And then in about 2008-2009 I became acquainted with a group while I was at a college and the group for the most part had known each other through high school and several other times they lived in the same city, grew up together. I was a rogue element so when I asked to join as they started a role-playing endgame I wasn't really given the chance. I wasn't really allowed to join. And so I gave up on it for a little bit longer. And then several years ago, I met my wife. Things have been, things were a little crazy at first. But then as things settled down, I got the opportunity to go to Emerald City Comic Con a couple times. Got a little bit more taste of D&D and a few other role-playing games and then over the last year two years I've really kind of dived into things found a wonderful amazing universe within TikTok, YouTube and several other places and that ultimately leads to what we're doing here oh I almost forgot uh, as far as current experience actual experience so I attempted to dive into a couple uh, campaigns with groups and people. I've made characters before. Those kind of fizzled out. I am currently in a um, campaign with a group. Uh, we've had a few sessions. Things are going pretty well. Uh, but the issue is scheduling. Always with scheduling. And as a humble person without a lot of... Uh, resources I don't really have the opportunity to do something like this with a large group and make a podcast like a lot of people do so I kind of thought hey why don't I learn what I don't I play the game by myself and do a kind of solo real play podcast and you'll understand where I got that idea as I get into what we're doing. Alright, so the system that I'm going to be using is more of a socket system. You can socket a number of different tabletop systems within this system. It's called the Solo Adventures Toolbox. The Solo Adventures Toolbox is by Paul Bimler. 
And within it, he talks about the idea that he saw these things about solo adventure, but nobody ever actually played by themselves, and he never actually saw anything that talked about how to use these systems by yourself. And within the solo adventure's toolbox, he came up with this mechanic whereby you can ask a kind of oracle questions. Now these questions can be yes, no, maybe questions, and with the roll of the dice you can get an answer and just kind of figure things out, and it's all explained within one section about the mechanic. But there's also a whole other mechanic for asking more complex questions, and there's an entire list of like 500 words that with like three or more rolls of the dice you can come up with several words and come up with an entire scenario and an entire answer to a question and move your session forward. I was first introduced to the Solo Adventures Toolkit by a wonderful YouTuber named Ginny D. Her name is spelled G-I-N-N-Y space D-I. One day when I went onto YouTube on my main page, there was a thumbnail for one of her videos. It simply read, no D&D group? Question mark. And I thought, you know, I'm having issues scheduling games with people. I'm a busy man. I've got a family. I would love to know how to play without a group. So I watched the video. And in the video, she talks about the Solo Adventures toolbox and the various mechanics and how they work. She even does her own little on-video session and shows how some of the mechanics can work. And that's kind of what I'm going to do in an audio medium throughout this podcast. I am going to use this to play a long-running D&D campaign. I'm going to see what all kind of adventures I can get put my uh, player through, can put my character through, and just kind of build this giant D&D world. I may even do some funny things to move them into other worlds. But I will, I'm also going to occasionally take a break from that campaign and see what other kinds of systems I can socket into the Solo Adventures toolbox. I may try a one-shot of Pathfinder with it. I may try a one-shot of Fate by myself using it. Who knows? It could. I could even maybe play test to see if the toolbox is capable of housing new systems that are being come up with every day. And I could go on for hours about the Solo Adventures toolbox and how wonderful it is and how great the mechanics are. But I think what would be better is if one you went ahead and checked it out for yourself on the dmsguild.com where you can purchase both part one and part two and several companion adventures and books for it. And as a second greater idea, why don't we just jump into the adventure? Come along. Alrighty, now let's get into the session. Uh, let's start this story out. It's a bit of a heads up. Uh, session zero, startup, some uh, things. Uh, with the way this works and the fact that I am doing this by myself, 
There may be some dead air while I'm rolling combat, but I will try my best to either after the combat, if it's quick, or each round, I will try to roleplay a little bit of what happens. But I've got to do our favorite part all by myself for every the monsters and the player. Um, so that's just a bit of a heads up. Alright, so without further ado, welcome to the dungeon. Let's get started. So we start off in a room, empty, devoid of any real descriptors except for stone. It's a stone carved room, four walls, floor, ceiling. Our player is laying there in the middle. Our player is a dragon boy. He's got some simple leather armor on. As he wakes up, he doesn't remember anything about himself. He knows nothing about who he is, his abilities, his past. Hell, he doesn't even know what the world outside is like right now. He remembers some basic things, and as he journeys ahead, we'll figure out what he may remember, may not remember, just mitigate that out. But as he stands up to try and figure out where the hell he is, coming from the very walls, the ceiling, the air around him, a sourceless voice speaks out. I want to play a game. All my life I've had to deal with new adventures. Sure, you get the fame, the fortune, the girls for everything you do. You get it all when you dole out justice to that big, bad, evil person. But what about the damage that you cause to us little people? And it seems like an exclusive gig for you people. Like, you have to have some kind of skill or power in order to do anything. Well, I want to see what you adventurers are like without your skills. Hell, I'd like to see what you guys are like without your memories. Ahead of you is a locked door. I'll let you figure out how to get through it. But beyond that door, there are several rooms. A gauntlet of rooms, if you like. Some are a little more harder than others. I don't really remember. I just set them up. I want you to solve them. I want to see what you're made of, adventurer. If you can get through all of these rooms alive, freedom awaits you. But you'll have to figure out the next step after that. She won't be getting your memories back. This is payback for my family. Good luck, adventure. And the voice fades out. And sure enough, 
the adventures. He's the wooden door that the gentleman was talking about. He walks up to the door, sees a handle, kind of remembers how doors work. It's one of the few things he remembers about basic things. He tries the handle, and yeah, sure enough, it's locked, like he said. And, of course, he remembers what punching is. So he just uh, he looks at himself quite closely, notices he's got no weapons, just himself. So he decides he's going to start kicking and punching the uh, door. So, as such, getting into this, our player deals out... Four damage with an unarmed strike. I'm gonna roll a number of times on a d20 just to see if he hits. I will announce if it's a hit or not, and we just need five hits for this to work. So I'm gonna roll five d20 at a time. And let's just see if he can break the door, how long it takes. A hit. The wooden door has an AC of 12, so we got two hits, three hits, four hits. Ah. Our lowest one is a three. That is a miss. So we'll go ahead and say that uh, he strikes out of the door. Can't quite remember how, how hard to hit. Muscle memory still coming back to him, that kind of thing. Strikes out. Hurts his hand. As he hurts his hand, he kicks out with his foot. Hits. Kicks it again with his foot. Hits. Punches with one hand. Then he punches with the other. He can hear the door starting to splinter and crack. But he needs one more good blow. So he run A. Steps back to the middle of the room. Runs at it. Shoulder down. With a plus five to hit, that's a 15 total. He busts through the door into the next room. He's blinded by the light, by a light. As his vision clears, he realizes he's in a very bright room. There seems to be, it feels like, a sun above him. But he knows it's a small room, about the same size as the last room. Because he can see the walls, he can see the bricks. Sure, they're sky blue, like the sky really would be. And he sees and feels that he's standing on sand. But he can't quite place the words. Let's do a quick history check here. Yeah. He uh, suddenly comes to him. Oh, this is a desert desert? In a cave? This is weird. But he looks around and let's see, let's do a quick perception check. Yeah, that's good enough. Um, he sees a mace in the middle of the room. Our history check was is good enough, I'll just use that. Um, he recognizes this mace, strangely. He's not sure how or why or where from, but he knows to an extent that this 
belongs to him. He reaches out and takes it in his hand. And as he pulls it from the sand... Um, yeah, we'll use to another fresh perception check. Oh, nat 20. As he pulls it from the sand, he sees in front of him the sand rise up and form into a hyena. Instinctively, because it's a nat 20 perception, he swings out at it as it's forming. Surprise round for our player. He hits the uh, hyena as it forms and solidifies. He swings out, connects with the Ted. And let's see. He does five damage. So as it forms up, he swings out, connects with his head, and kills it immediately. Here's the sickening crunch and splat as the head explodes. The rest of it explodes into sand. And he's wondering, yeah, he starts to wonder, what the hell is going on here? But before he can really wonder, before he can question anything, two more start to farm up. Let's do a quick perception check. See, does he see them? Oh yeah, he, he sees them forming. We'll give him one more surprise round as he swings at another one. Six plus five is eleven. A hyena's AC is eleven. Yep, he connects with the second one. As it solidifies, he hears another sickening crunch. And a splat as he kills this other one. Now we're gonna roll initiative. It's one more hyena versus our player. Alright, so it looks like the hyena is gonna get to go first here. So as the hyena solidifies, I'm going to do the combat real quick, and we'll see how this goes. So hyena. So, the hyena lunges at him. He dodges. He swings his mace at the hyena's head. It makes another sickening crunch and hears a splat as this one whiffs off into dust. Severely confused, but understanding a little bit about what the gentleman was saying, that if he survives, 
freedom awaits him. Sorry, urged to catch his breath. Let's see. Does he notice anything? Oh, no. As he's scratching his head confused, he hears a screech behind him. A strange screech. He whips around, and before he can do anything, two of vultures attack. So let's first roll initiative for the vultures. So they each come in for a beak attack on them. Now they have pack tactics, which means they get advantage. At a plus two to hit, neither of them managed to hit our player. Alright, the first one misses. The second one manages to hit. Dealing... Four points of damage to our player. Got dealing four damage. Our player gets hit by the, uh, the beak. Stuns him into battle. Alright, so our player will go next. swings out at one with a mace. He sees the beat crack a little bit. And then he punches at it. Because our player has two weapon fighting. As he punches at it. He hit, it makes a solid connection. And takes it out. The other one strikes out at him. Nat one. As it lunges at him, he dodges and it gets its feet stuck in the sand. Which, when he brings his mace down on its head, uh, let's see, that's a nine on the die plus five to hit. 
Alright, as he brings the mace down, he obliterates the second one. Our player sits down to take a short rest. As he sits there during his short rest, thinking about what just happened, recalling all the details, he remembered, yeah, he tries to commit it to memory. He was in the last room, heard a voice tell him he's got to get through several rooms alive. As he walked in here and pulled his mace from the ground, he got attacked by one wolf, smashed its head in. As that one poofed into dust, before he could catch his breath, two more formed. He smashed the first one's head in. The second one bit him. The second one tried to bite him. He dodged out of the way and smashed its head in. And then before he could even think about uh, what he'd just done and the fact that they evaporated into dust, two vultures attacked him. One missed. One sank its beak into his shoulder, taking damage. He sw swung out with his mace and punched one, took it out. Then he did swung his, his mace out at the uh, one who hit it, hit him with the beak as it tried to hit him again, and he took that one out. Wondering why he was chosen and what the voice meant by the fact that he was to pay for what happened to the guy's family. He looks around. He walks over to the wall, starts feeling along the wall, trying to find the door. Not sure of where it is, not a little dazed from the blood loss. He sees the door. He sees the door er, as he hears a crunch. He looks over and sees a wooden door hanging on its hinges. Smashed. Wondering, still wondering what's going on. He runs into the room and he sees two people. He sees a person dive into a cave. Alright. He sees the person dive into a cave. Curious. He walks over to what he thought was the cave. As he lo looks in, out of the cave fly an eagle, a goat. An eagle and a hawk, and a goat charges him. Surprise round. Alright, let's roll initiative.
Alrighty. So the eagle flies out, out and, start, and tries to... Alright. So this is a surprise round. The monsters, animals, get to hit our player first. We'll see what happens. Flies at him with talent and swings at its talents and scratches it for four points. The ram charges at our player. So as the ram comes out, it attempts to ram our player. It hits him hard in the shins, dealing him three points of damage. But our, our player manages to lock his knees and stand sturdy. Player's not looking good. The hawk tries to swing out its talons and go at the player and manages to miss. Right. Now we get into initiative. Let's see. The eagle goes at him again. Misses. Adam misses. The goat goes Adam. The goat makes contact with his shins again. Our player goes down. As he goes down. Out of nowhere, he feels this fiery rage within him. He feels this fiery rage within him. He lets off a hellish rebuke.
look at the goat. Yeah, the goat fails. So he may as he as he lays there dying and the light fading from his eyes, he burns the goat with a hellish rebuke. Here's its dying screams as he fades to black. Now, typically, this would mean the end. Because our player is all by himself. Who would save him? But that's where luck would have it. I created a warlock for this campaign. And I want to have some fun. So, a few moments later, his eyes his flutter open. He sits straight up. He hears a cry from the, in the air, and no! He's wondering, how, how, is my, how am I alive? When he hears a voice in his head. Well, damn, kid. I didn't even know you'd been kidnapped. I guess it's a good thing that I have a center for when my uh, pupils die. I can't seem to tell where you are for some strange reason. Weird. Someone like me not knowing where to be able to locate a person. But, eh, sometimes that's how the uh, stones roll. How the bones roll. So, the least I can do is, while you're trying to get through this idiot's gauntlet, as he called it, I, I look back in time a little bit. Uh, I look through your head. As you're trying to get through this gauntlet that he calls it, I will revive you into this room whenever you die. But you still gotta kill all those monsters all by yourself over and over again. Kinda like a groundhog's head. Oops. Wrong world. Anyways, kill those monsters, get through this, and get back out into the world to do my work. Uh, if you manage to get out, and I don't forget to revive you if you die, We'll see where things go. And yeah, good on you remembering how to do that hellish review as you died. That was, that was lovely. Alright, good luck. The fiendish voice fades from his head as he continues to hear the other voice screaming. And the other voice comes back in saying, I don't know how you did that. I don't know how you're still alive. But I want to see you tortured. So have at it. Go again. And he fades out. At this point, the player sees this, the door he's already smashed. Not, nothing's really been reset. He sees the mace in his hand. He goes to do it again. Fresh in his memory. He runs into the desert landscape. As he puts his foot on the uh, uh, sand, let's roll a. Let's have some fun. Let's roll a dex check. Sounds so updated experience here. So, for each attempt, he's still gonna get some experience. 
and we'll just kind of see how the dice roll, um, how things go. I have a whole fun little set of rooms set up, try to level him up a little bit, since he will be by himself in the world. Alright, so, gets a 15 on the dice, he has uh, no bonus to his dexterity, so, doesn't manage to slip on the sand, he manages to get a sure footing, and as his foot hits that sand, the first hyena rises up, surprise round, he swings at its head as it solidifies. He connects, here's the crunch. It poofs into dust. He thinks to himself, wow, the guy, this guy really failed on this one. As it poofs into dust, next to rise up. Swings out. The first one misses. And he punches at the second one. connects with the second one. The second one is reeling just barely on its feet. Let's go ahead and roll some initiative. Bear with me. I'm figuring out my system as I am not an experienced DM or player. I'm getting it. So it gets smoother and better as the game goes on. Maybe even as I get more dice. Alright, so initiative rolls. Our player gets to go first. He takes another swing at the first with his mace. Misses again. Alright. Punches out at the second one. Misses. Alright. Pack tactics. First one goes at him. Advantage on the roll. Oh, just barely meets his DC AC. Hits him. So this hyena bites his arm onto his arm and lets go. Second one tries to nip at his ankle, misses. Our player swing for the first with the mace, hits. Oof, it's dust. He swings his fist out at the second one. Misses again. It tries to nip at his ankle. And trips over its own feet as it does so. He swings out with the mace and 
poof, it's dust again. And like I said, solidly still in his memory. Adrenaline pumping, flowing, turns around, and sees the vultures coming at him. Taking his mace, like Negan holds his bat, he swings out at the first one. Connects. Knocks it to the ground, but it pops back up on its feet. He punches out at the second one as he's swinging the mace. Connects. Knocks it to the ground. It pops up on its feet in front of him. Let's roll initiative. It's the highest number goes first. So he swings out the mace at the first one again. The mace goes flying from his hand. Oh no! He got a nat one. <laughs> he then tries to punch at the other one. Connects. The one he swung the mace at will nip at his kneecap with its beak. And it misses. He manages to pull his leg out of the way. There. Takes a step over. Picks up his mace, turns around to face the vulture. That's his action. Actually, I'm going to rule that that's a bonus action to pick it up. And he takes a swing. Connects. They both poof into dust. He runs over to the smash, the other smash door. Steps in. Looks into the first cave again. Perception check. Nat 20. Expecting something to be in the cave again. He... See, he looks in and pulls back to the side against the wall. An outfly, the eagle, the goat, and outrun... Yeah, outfly the eagle and the hawk, and outruns the goat.
player ready for this gets a surprise round. I'm going to say he swings the mace at the eagle. 10 plus 5. He connects with the eagle. The eagle goes flat. He then punches at the hawk. Connects the eagle, the hawk hits the ground, and then he squares off with the goat. Goat initiative. Player initiative. Alright. The goat starts pawing the ground. The player, seeing the hesitation, swings out with the mace. Connects. it out. Cleared that cave. Nut digging, very important part of campaign management. Double check the side cave, finds that there's nothing. He goes up, moves on to the next cave, noticing that there are five caves around. He's cleared out one, 
has no idea what's in the others. He remembers seeing somebody run into one of them, but he's not sure if he'd find he's going to find that person. He goes up to the next cave, expecting expecting to run into stuff. He looks in real quick. something happen? No. He calls into the uh, cave. Anybody in there? As he calls that out. He gets hit in the shoulder with a spear. Not realizing he was just barely in the entrance. damage to our character. Let's see. Dex check. 15. Mm. You feel the L's are scratching. He quickly pulls away from the entrance and yells for the uh, person to come out. And ex out exits a... Out of this cave exits a guard and his hawk. Quickly says to the guard... What the hell is going on here? Why did you attack me? The hawk resting on the guard's shoulder eyes the character. The guard just looks at him and says, It's all your fault. We're here. We wouldn't have done this. Was it for you? Let's roll initiative. Alright. Tired of hearing such things, our player swings the mace at the hawk. Just the limit how many people can attack. He connects. The hawk falls off the guard's shoulder. Hits the floor. Guard, angered, lunges at our character with his spear and connects. 
stabbing our player in the heart. So to recap, our player ran into the desert room, took out all the monsters before they could really hurt him. He then runs into the mountain room, takes out the goat, eagle, and hawk, no problem. He then manages to call out somebody who can speak, who yet again blames him for their problems. But he doesn't remember anything. How is he supposed to know? As everything starts to fade to black, he hears the guards scream out at him again, and it's all your fault! And then suddenly, he sits up awake in the first room again. Here is the uh, room voice scream out no again, but before the voice can chastise him or say anything, he runs along into the desert room. Just wanting to get through everything as quick as possible. He runs in, mace at the ready, fist at the ready. Hyena starts to form again from the dust. He swings, misses.
Aina lunges at his ankle. Misses. Our player swings out again. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Back up a little. Our player runs into the desert. The hyena starts to form. He swings out with the mace. Connects. Then he punches it. Connects. Takes it out. He sees uh, the, the second two form. As it poofs into dust, the second two start to form even faster. Connects with the mace. at the first one as it's forming. Punches at the second one. Misses, loses his footing, takes a knee. Stands up using half his movement. Swings at it again with the mace. Takes it out. Spins around. Swinging the mace. Solidly, con solidly connects with the first vulture. Knocking it to the ground. It hops back up on it. Knocking it to the ground. Still breathing. He immediately punches at it. Kills it. Let's roll initiative. Player swings the mace at the second one. Connects. And he punches it. Connects. Takes it out. Now this time, as he runs through the damage door into the mountain area, he feels a strange surge of energy. Feels a heat in his belly. Quite different. Wanting to ignore the uh, the two caves that he already checked, he runs over to another one, feeling this heat in his belly. As he runs toward it, 
outfly two owls in formation, one behind the other. And he opens his mouth to let out a scream of anger and just lets out his breath weapon. Now, they've got to make dex saves. They have a plus one, DC 10, fail, fail. They both take full damage. those two birds. on to another cave he hasn't been in. This time outruns this really weird, creepy monster with six legs, two arms, mouthful of needles called a young Kutrik. He doesn't know what it is, but I thought I'd put that out there. What does come to his mind is something like a lobster bug with armor. As it runs out, he's at the ready. We're gonna roll initiative. No surprise round on this one. It came running out because it heard his breath weapon, the roar of the fire. Guthrie rolls a 15. Player rolls. attempts to stab at him with its arms. It's our player for player takes a swing with the mace. Connects. Suddenly eh, caves its head in. inside the cave.
There seems to be a strange light emanating. Dark One's Blessing, he gets three temporary hit points. There seems to be a strange light emanating from the cave. Since he doesn't have dark vision, he can't normally see in here, but let's see if he notices anything strange about this cave. You wonder why I keep saying that. The Solo Adventures toolbox has this mechanic of asking yes, no, maybe questions, as well as asking more deep questions. A yes, no, maybe question, you just roll a uh, d20, and the oracle will answer you. So in this case, he doesn't see anything. So, he quickly runs over to another cave. He runs to the cave with the Hawking Guard again. Cries out for them to come out. The guard walks out warily, wondering what the hell's going on. How he's back. Alrighty, folks. So, I am still learning uh, some things about my setup. Um, I hadn't fully been able to test things out due to time constraints and scheduling issues. Um, apparently, I can only record so much, it'll only record so much in the background before I have to check on it. Um, we'll go ahead and stop things there as he uh, calls the guard out and uh, they start to converse about the strangeness, how our player's still alive. And I will go over a few technical things at the beginning of the next episode. And I did take enough notes that I will let you know what I played through. Uh, see what I can gimmick up for you. And we'll go from there. Um, feel free to give me a rating there in Apple Podcasts uh, or anywhere that you listen to this. Um, Shoot me some feedback if that's possible. Let me know how I'm doing. Again, be gentle. I'm really new to this. I've been aware of D&D for a long time, but I am brand new to this. And I'm trying to figure this all out. I'm also looking to um, crowd out fund some money. Source out, out some support uh, anywhere I can get it. I don't have the best setup right now, uh, hence some of the issues I'm having, and um, but I still want to see where things can go, and it'll be interesting to see if how f long this goes on for, and how things grow, and how things change. Um, look forward to seeing you in 
the next episode. For now, goodbye, onward and upward.